illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This should better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right half from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! And right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right half. Simon's in the handoff. Can't cut to the left. First down and more. 30, 25, 20. Simon on his way. Ken into the end zone. Touchdown, Beavers. And the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik. He gets a much better punt away here. Sammy Strotter back to his 30-yard line. Starts up the middle. Gets to the 40. He's got a seam. 45 midfield. 45-40. He's got a chance to go. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Beavers! Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. And joining me, as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beej. How you doing, Beej? Doing good, Billy. How you doing tonight? Well, let's hopefully this one com- gets completely recorded. You know, you know, you what, 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 uh, what episode is this? This is actually episode seventy-five. It's show show number seventy-five, season five, episode two, because episode one nobody will ever hear. Oh, so you are claiming that one? We're gonna claim it, yeah, because you and I. Okay, because we, we, we we've actually have like about five or six. <laughs> we've done that before. I know, too. but but we we tried to record it twice last week. Uh, we my recording software I used was outdated. I got a new one, and then last week we had some technical issues that hopefully will not happen again this week. So, hopefully, nobody will get to hear that magic that was uh, show number seventy four. And, and I I believe I brought that show to an eleven last week. I you think I was that. I was that good. I mean, I held that son of a bitch together, yeah, if you ask me. Pretty much. You were the spit and glue that hold the, held that one together. <laughs> I, I was. So, Beach, how, how are you doing? How's the summer going? Uh, you know, busy as hell. Running for Congress, working my jobs, doing my little thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it goes. And you, you've been helping me along the way with the whole campaign thing. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Yeah, people ask me how it, it goes, and, and I just tell them, I, you know, beings that I've never done this before, um, I think we're running a perfect campaign. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I got nobody in the uh, in my brain's trust that is telling me different. So I'm thinking we're 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 running it perfect. There you go. So, anyway, how, how have you been doing this summer, Billy? I'm just busy because of your campaign. We've been in so many parades and <laughs> fairs and all sorts of junk. It's been exciting. Next couple weeks, we'll be putting up election signs. Yeah, so. yeah. So, oh, that that's a good thing. Uh, I'll throw it out there. 
if there's anybody listening to our our um, podcast here that has any good property on major thoroughfares uh, in what is Congressional District 1, which is essentially Columbia, Clatsop, Washington, and Yamhill counties, and a little bit of Multnomah. Uh, but if you've got any any good uh, spots, that would be a great place to put like a 4 by 8 sign. That would get a lot of traffic viewing. Would greatly appreciate an email to Billy, what's the email address? Well, be do your campaign you want to address. Do it to that one? Okay, I was just going to say we could do that. Uh, you can do it to um, Heinrich for Oregon at gmail.com, and that's Heinrich, F-O-R, Oregon, at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you have any thoughts or suggestions for locations for signs of people that I could talk to, that would also be great. Yeah, yeah, because we've got a few locations. But we've we, first we thought we weren't going to be able to afford many signs, but uh, I think we've got it down to the – we've got it pretty uh, cost-effective. Yeah, and we're, we're looking at major thoroughfares, so like highway, we've got a spot on Highway 30, Highway 26, uh, TV Highway, uh, I think we got a spot on Highway 99, and now we're looking at doing something out on like 101 out towards the coast between like Seaside and Astoria. Yeah. So that that's where my weak spots are, is over than that end of, end of town. But anyway, yeah, we'll see if we can't get my uh, name recognized by a few people out there. We need 165,000 votes in order to win this sucker. Yeah, and so since... Uh we're not dumping you're not dumping a lot of money into this campaign there's no No. mailers there's no people door knocking we need people that listen or people that 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 you know to go out and talk to their neighbors talk to their friends talk to their family yeah and and just say you know what i know brian heinrich whether it be personal or uh you know through the tailgater or or even uh through business and say you know what he's a man of good character and he'll represent us well because i will yep you're not taking any money. You're beholden to no one but the voters of exactly. District One. So yeah. So people say that uh, that uh, you need money to win elections, and and I completely disagree. I think you need votes, and I need 165 thousand of them, and I need yours. Yep. So anyway, <coughs> moving on. All right, Beach. Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and generally just talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and have some fun along the way. Beach, let's get after it today. I just want to remind everybody, if you would like to email us, you can email us at HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at HeinrichTailgator. Also, check us out on Facebook. Just search for HeinrichTailgator. All right, Beach, ready to do some pack, uh, some Beaver sports news? Yes, let's do this <laughs> <All right>, again. <laughs> well, this is new stuff this week. New, new news Ooh. this week. So, so, so my my timeline is completely out of date. Yes, you don't know what the hell we're talking about. I'm lost. Maybe right. I should try Harry Krishna. Right, there you go. Our first up, Beach, is women's volleyball. I l- freaking love women's volleyball, Billy. It's my favorite sport. There you go. Lanisha Reagan set a career high with 25 kills, and Mary-Kate Marshall inched her way closer to 1,000 for a career with 19 as the Oregon State volleyball team defeated Utah State in five sets to open the 2016 season Friday at Gill. Now, Mary-Kate and Lanisha tallied 20 and 18 kills respectively, but the Oregon State volleyball team was edged in five sets by Portland Friday night in the second game of the doubleheader at Gill. Hmm. Now, Lanisha Reagan, Corey Cheshire, and Mary-Kate Marshall all tallied double digits in kills to lead Oregon State volleyball team to a sweep of Seattle Saturday night at Gill. And with the victory, the Beavs claim the title in the Ultra Ankle Challenge between, okay. between uh, 
Utah State, University of Portland, Seattle, and Oregon State. Now, the Beavs are 2-1 and one overall, and they are back in action next weekend when they take on Syracuse and Nebraska in Lincoln. Now, OSU opens with Syracuse on Friday at 1.30 before wrapping up the trip by taking on host Nebraska in a match that starts at 12.30 on Saturday. All right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right, I'd be- love to be there. Oh, but uh, but we won't. No. So On to women's soccer. I love women's soccer, Billy. It's my favorite sport. But our team always struggled last year. How are we doing this year so far? Well... The Oregon State women's soccer team fell 2-1 to one to Nebraska on Sunday in a double overtime Nodley game at Paul Lorenz Field. The Cornhuskers won the first game between the two teams when Brenna Ochoa tucked a 24-yard shot inside the right goalpost just 50 seconds into the second overtime period. Now, the loss ended a two-game win streak for the Beavs and left them 0-2-3 in their last five overtime games over the past two seasons. It also gave them a split on the weekend as they edged Stephen F. Austin 2-1 to on Friday night. Now, the Beavs return to action on fr- next Friday with a 5 p.m. game against North Texas at Paul Lorenz Field. They are 0-1 lifetime against UNT, which prevailed 1-0 in Denton in 2014 in the series opener. Now, OSU concludes its season opening five-game homestand at 1 o'clock on September 4th against Boise State at Lorenz Field. Is it pretty common to place such uh, random teams? I don't really know much about soccer, Beach, when it comes to that. But uh, with this uh, um, North Texas, this is a two-game series. They played one game in 2014 in Texas, and then this return game is up here. Okay. So, anyways. All right, Beach, on to men's soccer. All righty. The Oregon State team uh, erupted for three second-half goals on Sunday to defeat Wright State 4 to nothing at Lorenz Field in Game 2 of the annual Henzar-Zire Classic. The Beavs, who are 1-0-1, scored the most goals in a home game since a 6-2 victory over Cal on October 5, 2014. They had not scored four goals in any game since a 4-3 win at Cal on November 17, 2014. The Beavs are 1-0-1 and uh, take on San Jose State at 7.30 p.m. Friday at Lorenz Field in Game 1 of the Portland Nike Classic. They conclude the tournament and a season-opening four-game homestand against Ohio State at noon on September 5th. All right, Beach, so another freaking solar flare. I don't know what the hell's wrong. But, you know, uh, you wouldn't think you'd get solar flares at, like, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, totally, but you do. So... Anyways, all right, Beach. Uh, I want to move on to uh, football. Football. There you go. Football. The reason why we're here. So, Beach, did you uh, check out the video of the uh, team going into the new locker room that they Not posted? Yet. You need to is check it that out. Is, is it on YouTube? Um, it's on the Oregon State Beavers site. Um, they also released it on Facebook and Twitter, but it's pretty cool. Um, I tell you what, they've got some great looking. Lo- they got a great looking locker room now. That whole facility looks really good. I'm impressed. So well, and if you're impressed, it must be good. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, is it probably as fancy as Oregon as University of Oregon's? Yeah, no. they didn't kill any baby seals to make the the chairs or anything, did yeah, they? No, no, they did not. Like the University of Oregon does, but okay. I tell you what, it's it's a good looking locker room. I'm I'm impressed. Now I have to say that uh, they released that uh, video of the locker room. Guess what the University of Oregon released? Yeah, about an hour or two later. 
What? The video of their new Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center. Do you think it was intended to pull the... Think it was done timed intentionally that way? No, I'm sure it was complete coincidence. You know, when Oregon State put in a Jumbotron, and the very next year, Oregon put one in, mm-hmm. complete coincidence. When Oregon State put in a giant Jumbotron, biggest mm-hmm. one on the West Coast, and the very next year, Oregon put one in that was just slightly bigger, complete coincidence. They, they, it... It's like they've got penis envy. I was going to say penis envy comes to uh, mind. (laughs) Now, Beach, with that uh, new locker room facility in that, uh, what is that considered, the east end zone? West end zone? Uh, I guess it's the west end zone, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be the west end zone. North end zone. I think that's considered the north end zone. Yeah, I was going to say west doesn't sound right because we're on the west side. side. Yeah, Yeah, we're on the west side. East and west sides, north end zone, south end zone. So, Beach, with that, that opens up the whole new terrace section in the north end zone. Ooh. So now the terrace is located inside Racer Stadium, and it's kind of part of the new expanded Valley Football Center that overlooks the north end zone. Now mm-hmm. it's a uh, thirteen hundred square or thirteen excuse me thirteen thousand square foot area that's going to offer selections from Oregon's renowned breweries, wineries, and kitchens. There's going to be over nineteen breweries located up in that section. Uh, wow. The 19 different beers. Or 19 okay. different bre- beers from 19 different breweries located up there. Okay. Um, including Block 15 and Deluxe in the Corvallis area. I know Hop Valley, Deschutes. Now, um, can anybody go over there and buy those beers? Well, so there's only one way, Beach, right now to guarantee access into the Terrace area, and that's a VIP membership. Now, that costs. Um, there's 600 tickets up there available. I don't know how many they sold already, but there's 600 tickets available. Mm-hmm. And with those tickets, you get uh, access to every game, complimentary um, wine and beer tasting. Plus, there's going to be uh, stuff they give away at the end of every quarter. All those seats have seat backs, and they're, they're pretty plush seats. Now, those those tickets are $390 for the season. Plus $800 donation per seat, kind of like the club section. Yeah. So you're looking at almost $1,200 per seat up there for the season. Now, if you buy two seats up there, you get a parking pass for football season. Plus, you'll get a couple all-sports passes. Um, We get those with our season tickets. Beach, you know, it gets you into women's basketball, wrestling, volleyball, uh, a bunch of sports. We use them a few times, I yeah, think. Yeah. A year. Now, that's how to guarantee yourself access. So, like I said, they're going to be serving beers, and there's also going to be um, food from uh, chefs that have ties to Oregon State University. You know, with Oregon State having the fermentation science classes and the food science classes, mm-hmm. it, it does a lot to, to bring some of those people back and, uh, like I said, have their beers and stuff up there. Um, now – um, there's another way to get up in there. They're going to be releasing 900 passes for every game to go up there and buy. You'll be able to buy the food and the and the beer and the wine up there. Now, you don't get the amenities. You don't get a seat down there. You don't get any of that stuff. So you actually have to have a t- ticket to the game. This is a ticket 
to the terrace up there that you get, and they're giving those away free. Um, they're doing them through Twitter giveaways, through just different giveaways. I think they might also be doing some uh, lottery type things for it. So uh, there's different ways to get up there and, and, and experience that. So there's, there's cool. only going to be a total of 1,500 people per game that'll be up there. So 900 giveaway tickets and the 600 seats. So, anyway, it sounds pretty cool. I'm hoping we can score some tickets and go up there. I'm trying to. Yeah, work, that would be. I'm trying to work yeah. on some for us. So. Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So. Anyways. I'd love to just check it out. Yeah. So I mean, and like I said, there's going to be. I'm to say there's like 19 breweries up there that are going to be, um, giving away stuff. So or sampling their beers and stuff. So that's kind of cool, especially if you're in the, uh, the the beer craze in Oregon. What? Beach. What is that? Is that the is that the teletype I hear going? You know, son of a bitch, Billy, it is. Hold on, hold on, Billy, hold on, one sec. Billy, yes. This just in. Oregon Ducks coach Helfrich. Program has been proactive, transparent, cooperative regarding Prevo investigation. What's this? This this article comes from uh, the Register Guard by Ryan Thorberg. Okay. It says senior defensive end a subject of a complaint with UOPD suspended indefinitely. Okay. Goes on to say, Oregon coach Mark Helfrich said he has been aware of the ongoing police investigation of Tarodney Prevo, I think I'm saying that right, since late spring or early summer, but he received new information on Friday night that led to his decision to suspend the defensive end from the team indefinitely. A former Oregon athlete has filed a police compliant uh, compi- com- police complaint against Prevo, claiming the six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound senior physically assaulted her twice this year. Prevo, who participated in fall camp, will not be practicing with the Ducks or involved in any football-related activities until the investigation is complete. We've been beyond proactive, beyond transparent, and beyond cooperative in every aspect and will continue to do that, Helfrich said after Saturday's practice before Oregon's coaches and players interacted with fans inside the Mashovsky Center. University of Oregon Police Department spokesman Kelly McIver confirmed Friday that the department is investigating a complaint involving Involving Prevo, Eugene police transferred the case to UOPD at some point, he said. MacGyver declined to confirm the nature of the case, but said anytime there are incidents of dating violence that allegedly involve U of O students, they are also investigated by the university's Title IX office. Eugene police are no longer involved in the investigation and no arrest has been made, according to MacGyver. As we go forward and find out new information regarding that whole process and university process, we'll act accordingly and appropriately, Helfrich said. Prevo was expected to be in the mix for a starting position for new defensive coordinator Brady Hoke. Oregon opens the 2016 season against UC Davis on Saturday at Autzen Stadium. When asked why he suspended Prevo without any charges being filed, Helfrich said it was a violation of university and athletic department codes of conduct, and we can't elaborate on any other aspects of that. Hmm. So, I didn't hear about this, and this article came out, well, actually came out just today. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know about this player at all. You, you know what gets me a little concerned on something like this? So, the University of Oregon Police Department handles this. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It seem like that's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Now, when did they say this? This happened. It says it's been going on since this spring. It said uh, uh, since late spring or early summer, but he had received new information on Friday night. So, uh, I mean, le- late spring, early summer, April, May. I like maybe? how they say they're being uh, they're being uh, proactive, proactive, and, and transparent about this because the first mention that I have seen about any of it wasn't until August twenty sixth or twenty seventh. And and what did it say then? Well, it wasn't until um, last Friday when his name was absent from the depth chart. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And people watch that pretty closely, so suddenly they start asking questions, and then they yeah. have to come and disclose. And that's probably why it was brought up. Yeah. What happened to him? Why is he on the depth chart? I don't know. Yeah, and you know, and again, I, I don't. You, you can't blame the the uh, the university for the end of individual acts of uh, players, mm-hmm. but they they do uh, they do have a responsibility on how they re- um, respond to it. Yeah, exactly. So I just like, but I then again, but but then again, too, like you said, there's no charges, so there's not much to report. Yeah, exactly, and and you don't want to dirty the name of a of a player who might be, uh, you know, there might be other things going on here that we don't know of. Exactly, exactly. But that's interesting, Beach. That's yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, that's too bad. I don't hate hate to hear that stuff. Yeah. So. Interesting. The one thing I heard though, it's a former student. Well, he's a. It could be a senior that graduated. Okay. So now was he a starter last year? Um, he played a bit, but he wasn't a starter. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, Beach, that's that's no good to hear. That's no good. Nope. Not, not a good update from Eugene this week. All right. Well, since uh, we've kind of got a long show, Beach, um, I think we will skip any Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award this week. Well, that's disappointing. Well, we handed one out last week that nobody will ever hear, so shame we'll skip this week. So it is time to get into our musical interlude. Now, last year... We decided to go with the Guns N' Roses theme. And I think mm-hmm. because of that, you and I can be credited with getting Guns N' Roses back together. I truly think that uh, the credit does lie with us. Completely with us. Nothing else. Yes. Nope. All us. So, mm-hmm. um, But it was great. We went and saw them a couple weeks ago up in Seattle. Great yeah. concert. A little disappointed they didn't comp us some tickets on that one. But, well, you know. You know. I, I, yeah, I mean they they got to be fair with everybody. You can't start playing favorites. Yeah, so I know totally, totally. But, yeah. So this year we're going to do something a little different. You and I are going to take turns picking the music we want to hear. Mm-hmm. Now, last week you picked "Fine" by yes by Aerosmith. So if people, which nobody will ever get, nobody will ever get to listen well, to during the program. They, they they can go out and hear it. I mean, they can go out uh-huh. and listen to it. It's it's from the album "Pump," which was originally going to be titled "Fine." Mm-hmm. Um, so they can go out and listen to that that song on there. Um, 
right now, this week, it is my pick. And uh, I'm going to go back to a group that not a lot of people have heard of called the Four Horsemen. Um, And it came out in 1991. They remind me a little bit of Jackal. A little bit. um, They're a little bit like um, Molly Hatchet. Yeah. Or kind of one of those uh, maybe... Leonard Skinner, a little harder than Leonard I was just going to say, a little little redneck rock. Is, yeah, is kind of, yeah, they're kind of they're kind at. of a country fried rock thing. So they were a uh, they had a brief popularity in the late eighties and nineties, and there was very definitely kind of uh, it was blues and hard rock. Mm-hmm. I would say now they were um, they were real popular. You can see um, Metallica wearing some of their. Um, uh, their their uh, shirts. Really? Yeah, and and one of the like uh, the nothing else matters video or something. One like James was wearing the uh, their shirts. So yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, they put out an album in 1991 called "Rockin' Is My Business," and I think the third song on the album is called "Tired Wings." It got a little bit of uh, airplay with it, radio play. I remember hearing it on KJON back in the day, and I love it. So right now, we're going to listen to a little Tired Wings by The Four Horsemen.
Love that song, Beach. Freaking awesome song. Love that song. That whole album's good. That's a that's an album I could just put it on, listen to the whole thing. I think you ripped it for me at one time. Yeah, I'm sure you've probably got it's, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now uh, they also had a, uh, uh, a another album. I think they put out three albums. I've got their their last album called "Getting Pretty Good at Barely Getting By," and that's real similar. But still, that first that second album that uh, "Rocket Is My Business." That's my. My favorite, or no, actually, the first album's called Nobody Said It Was Easy in 91. That's my my favorite. That's my favorite album. That's Rocket Is My Business is on that album. It's the first song on that album. Nobody Said It Was Easy. All right. So, but anyways, the problem with them is they kind of came out right at the end when grunge was starting to hit. Mm-hmm. That kind of ran them up, so. Yeah. All right, Beach. Well, it's let's get into the Pac-12 preview for Week One of the 2016 season. Now we already kind of had a half a week, didn't we, well, Billy, we with did, one game? Technically, the first game of Week One already happened. It happened on Friday night, first game of the season. Hawaii and Cal from Sydney, Australia. Were you able to watch that game at all? No. I'm sorry. That's too bad. <laughs> well, I was either working or politicking. So um, I was down at the state fair. Was that that was Friday night? It was Friday night, yeah. I w- I was down at the state fair, shaking babies and kissing hands. Exactly, shaking babies and so, kissing hands. Um, yep, that's what I was doing. Um, what was I going to say? We uh, we um, we, we I, already made our picks. Yes, so we made our picks. Kyle made a pick for me. Kyle made his pick too. He got his picks in for tonight. So, um. So last week, do you remember who you picked in that Hawaii Cal game? I picked Hawaii because I figured Hawaii always does good when they play on islands, and uh, Australia is kind of its own little island out there. So kind of thought they had a shot. Yeah. Now, did Kyle have a very long and justifiable reason why he picked uh, 
who he picked? Um, he, like he picked his, he, it, it, like his child, like spit up, and it looked like uh, the Hawaiian Islands, and so he decided to go with that. No, no, he just picked Hawaii, um, and I picked Cal. So I got a win out of that. He didn't have a long one. He just told me Hawaii. So because I texted him, "Hey, what's your pick?" He said Hawaii. I said, "Okay." So, anyways. Let's move on to the rest of the games. So this is going to be a long one because everybody's obviously there's no conference games, so we've got 12 games to get into here. So first, wow. first up, Beach, we've got uh, Thursday, September 1st. First game, Southern Utah at Utah. How do you, who do you have? Utah. Utah. I too am taking Utah. Kyle said, "Did you see the two foot long hot dogs being served in Sydney? Add that to your tailgater. I hope Oski did a whole Fosters in the eye." Foster's is the big beers. They've got like the oil can uh-huh. size beers. So uh-huh. drinking through the eyeball. He said, yeah, oh, yeah. usually save the beavers for last, but since they are first up besides the Aussie thing, let's jump in. Oh, actually, let's, we're going to start here. First up, Southern Utah versus Utah. So Kyle says, the fabulous Thunderbirds of Southern Utah University are tough enough to make a showing, but don't get a win, failing to wrap it up. So he's taking Utah. Did you, did you get that? The fabulous Thunderbirds of Southern Utah are tough enough to wrap it yes, up. Yes, I got it. Got it. Got it. Thanks for drawing me the picture, but yeah, I totally got it. The, the, the band, the fabulous Thunderbirds, and there are two big singles, tough enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Second game yeah. that day, Beach. Yeah, I got it. I, I was picking up what you're laying down. Okay. It took me a second. Good. Kyle's it. laying it down. But anyways, second game that week, Beach, Oregon State at Minnesota. You know what? I'm thinking Oregon State's going to take this one. I think they're going to beat the Screaming Eagles. Really? They're not the Screaming Eagles or the Golden Gophers. You're thinking of Minnesota State with Coach, but that's okay. So Kyle has, in a case of mistaken identity, the University of Minnesota football team is mistaken. It was taken to Moosylvania while the boys from Wasamata U show up in their stead. Despite Wasamata's fine passing game, Beavs pull off a win. He's throwing a little Rocky and Bullwinkle there. Nice. I, too, will be taking the Beavs. Okay, that's it for Saturday or for Thursday. There's also two games on Friday, September second. Beach first up, Colorado State at Colorado. I'm going to take Colorado on that one. Colorado, all right. Kyle said, "Buffs get a win and look forward to a slightly out of the basement kind of season." I think I too am going to take Colorado. I think they're starting to look up. Okay, second game on Friday, Beach, Kansas State. Versus Stanford. I'm thinking Stanford's going to kill Kansas State. I'm thinking the same thing. Kyle just says McCaffrey wins against Kansas State. I'm thinking he's figuring McCaffrey will outscore Kansas State all by himself. So it'll be interesting to see. They're going to have to have a new quarterback at Kansas State or at uh, at Stanford. So you might see a whole ton of McCaffrey handling the ball. Hmm. Uh, to me, he's the most electrifying player in college football. So Exciting. All right, Beach. Last up is all the games on Saturday, September 3rd. First up, Rutgers at number 14, Washington. Um, I think Washington's going to do well. Okay, you're taking UW. Anything? I'm taking UW. I think, you know, actually, I think UW might take the Pac-12 North this year. Yeah, I like UW. I also like Washington State. I think those are the two teams to watch. 
They, hmm. they both have uh, veteran quarterbacks. Nobody else has any experience back there. So I think that'll help them. All right, Beach. Uh, Kyle says, remember when the Big Ten wanted Ruskers? Washington wins, and everybody's like, ooh, Huskies are back on top, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, am going to take UW. So three of us there with UW. All right, Beach. next okay. up, UC Davis at number 24, Oregon. That's going to be a hell of a battle, isn't it? I didn't even know UC Davis had, like, a football team. I thought it was more of a club sport. <laughs> no. Don't, don't, don't be picking on UC Davis. Okay. There's, okay. Woodstocks there's, there's Woodstocks down there. there. Yeah. That's the only thing. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I think it's going to be close, but I think the Ducks are going to edge that one out. Kyle says, powerhouse UC Davis comes into Autzen. After a strong two quarters, Oregon picks up five graduate transfers from them at halftime and gets the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too going to go to Oregon. So that, that uh, Dakota Prukrup, the transfer from uh, – Montana will be starting for Oregon at quarterback. Imagine that. Imagine that. All right, Beach. Next up, one of the best games in the nation on Saturday. Number 20, USC at number one, Alabama. Wow. You know, I haven't been reading anything on USC this year. Um, who'd they get, who's their coach? Uh, who's 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 coach? USC's coach. Oh, what's his name? That guy that was their their the guy that filled in last year. And they named him. Oh, okay, they, they that's how I was curious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if they named him the coach or if he was yeah. still just kind of yeah. the interim. No, he is. Um, he they, he actually did pretty good towards the end of the year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn! At at Alabama or at USC? It's at Alabama. I'm going to give it to Alabama. Okay, Alabama. Kyle says, you think Lane Kiffin will see to it that USC doesn't get to tour the stadium before game day? Monkey Wrench goes into the playoff committee, Cogs, as Trojans get the big upset win. Wow. I'm going to take Alabama. But that is, I like that whole, you know, understory there with Lane Kiffin being the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. I yeah, think that's interesting. But uh, I think it should be a good game. But I think I'm going to give it to Alabama, just because it's mainly because it's in Alabama. Yeah. All right, Beach. Next up, Eastern Washington versus Washington State. Um, Eastern Washington has the uh, red turf, right? Yeah, but they're playing at Washington State. Yeah, still going to be there. They won't be able to figure out what the hell they're looking at. I just like burn your retinas. Um, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with the Cougs on this one. Okay, I too am taking the Cougs. Kyle says in the rolling wheat fields of the Palouse, Wazoo starts their season with a win, so he's taking Wazoo also. Hmm. Okay, um, one more game here: Northern Arizona at Arizona State. I didn't know anybody even lived in Northern Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Beef's, let's. Beef's, uh, Beef's played Northern Arizona in 2001 as a makeup game from the game that was canceled from uh, 9/11 week. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I know a couple people that went to Northern Arizona. Teachers, actually. Okay. Well, I don't think they will win. 
you're taking Arizona State? I will. Okay, I too am taking Arizona State. Kyle says Arizona State for the win. I don't have much to say about that one. So, uh, last up, Kyle says, do I owe you money or something from last year? I really don't know. I think Beach won it all. I think Beach yeah. won yeah. it all. But, uh, yeah, Kyle, you know, when, yeah. when you make it to the next game, throw some money in the kitty. There you go. That's what I would say. Just, just do that. Yeah, we'll call it good. We have a we have a new we have a new tent to pay for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's talk about that beach. So, um, we did. Oh, that that was all the that was all the games that, were that's good. That's all the games. Yeah, that's all the games. Okay, okay. I guess twelve of them, right? I think so. That's only ten. Who are we missing? I don't know. Well, that's all. That's all the games. Okay, that included our. Okay, all right. Who's not playing? Well, we got the one earlier, right? The one on Friday. Yeah, I think you got everybody. Let's see, Washington State. You're Oregon, still- Oregon State. Stanford, Cal. US, U- UCLA. Oh, maybe they don't play. I don't know. We had Colorado. We had Utah. Yeah, you, you, we didn't do UCLA, that's did who, we? That's who we're missing, yeah. Maybe they don't play this week. They might have a bye to start out the week. Let me look that up real I'm quick. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. But uh, we did go out and buy a new um, We bought a new tent. New tent. You look. I'll talk. Yeah. We bought a new freaking tent, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's 20 feet by 30 feet. You will no longer have to mine the gap. Um, it says it takes six to eight people to assemble. We're hoping to do it with about three to four. Uh, it definitely takes more than two. Uh, we discovered that when we did a trial attempt to put it together in Billy's front yard here about what, four weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago. But, uh, it's massive. It's, it's awesome. Um, it's going to allow a, a clear walking path without having to mine gaps or watch out for posts. Um, we're going to be able to set up a nice little theater area and uh, then then the food area and a conversing area. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it should be great. So what do we find out about Ucla, Billy? Okay, Beach, I don't, I've, I've got it here written down. Right after Rutgers, Washington, and right before UC Davis, Oregon, Kyle has it in his email he sent me. I just decided to skip it. Um, so the last game that we need to talk about, number 16 UCLA at Texas A&M. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA. Okay, you're taking UCLA. I, too, am taking UCLA. Kyle says UCLA wins because SEC teams should lose. So there you go. Can't argue with Kyle's logic. That's logical to me. But, yeah, so we've got the new tent. Should be great. Um, it's going to take us a few people to help set it up, but I think I've got some volunteers already. So Now, we've already set up the menu for the season for all the home games. Yep. Um. So uh, September 17th, that first home game, it's Idaho State. We're going to be doing a loaded baked potato bar. We're going to have chili, pulled pork, cheese sauce, uh, sour cream, bacon, green onions, everything you can think of for for baked potatoes, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay, September 24th, um, the next week, Boise State. We've got back-to-back teams from Idaho. So that week, Beach, we're going to do cheese steaks and curly fries. That'll get our potatoes in that week, right? 
Yep, yep. Okay. Did you know that according, when you go into the Jack in the Box, you know how they give you all the calorie counts now? Yeah. Did you know that if you order a box of curly fries, there's less calories than that than in a regular box of fries? And I, and I was trying why. to figure this out. think it's because it's well, less I was, fries? I think it's less fries. I think there's less fries in a box. Because they're and curled so, up and so they're taking up more room? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, because I was thinking, I was wondering, I'm like, how is that possible? They are so, they're so flavorful. Yeah. And you know that's got to mean there's more calories in them. So, yeah, that's the only thing I could figure, too. Okay. All right, Beach. Well, the Knicks came up after Boise State, October 8th. We've got Cal, mm-hmm. which means Sausage Fest 2016. <sighs> so, we'll be getting all our ever good sausages up there, the pineapple and the, the garlic and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know what I'd like to see if we can get is they're supposed to have those little mini sausages. They don't. And so, we can try. They don't usually have them when I call them. Okay, let's let's check it out. See, because I would always love to have a little mini sausages. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, beach the right the week. And I don't have a mini sausage, but I mean it's there nice to have there mini. Sausages. Uh, right up the next very next week, uh, next home game Utah on October fifteenth. There we're going to be doing some um, Korean style flank and cut ribs, mm-hmm. and funeral potatoes. We got a real good, uh, we got a really good response with our funeral potatoes, and I like flank and cut ribs, so we're going to kind of hit the Polynesian feel that uh, a lot of the Utah team gets, and uh, the Mormon feel with the Mormon funeral potatoes. Cool! It's like we're bringing it all together. Bringing it all together. All right, Beach. Next home game after that, October 29th, Wazoo. So we'll be doing tri tip again, and the return of the Cougar Gold Mac and Cheese. That crap was the bomb. That stuff turned out really good last time, so we'll do that again. All right, Beach, so that's the three home games in October. The last two home games, first up, November 19th, Arizona, which will be doing the the Sonoran-style hot dogs and nachos, which includes the Qdoba queso. You always like that one. I love the – I do love the Qdoba queso. All right, Beach, next up after that, November 26th, last home game of the season – Civil War. And so, you know, whenever we have Civil War in Corvallis, we always finish up <laughs> with cheesesteaks. Yep. yep. So, pretty good. I think it's a pretty good mix. And a win, hopefully, this year. Yeah. Yes. All right. So uh, that looks pretty good, I think. Um, of course, all those menus could change. We, we always, you know, reserve the right to call an audible. Yes, because well, and it also so the first game is at two o'clock. Yeah, the first home game, Idaho State, two o'clock. But we don't know. Uh, but uh, but other than that, that's all we got at this point. Correct. 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 Yep. All right. So next up, Beach, it's time for your cheaters and horrors. She's just a girl. Cheaters and whores. You know, I'm halfway tempted to put this one on the Democratic Party, but we're not going to do that today. Okay. Not yet. We're going to wait a little bit closer to election before we start pointing out those cheaters and whores. Here we go. All right. Okay. So, today's cheater and whore. Actually, what we're doing, uh, kind of celebrating the Olympics here that just got over here a couple, what, about a week and a half, two weeks ago? Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so this is actually from an Olympic effort back in 1988. So Ronald Reagan still would have been president. It was good times in the world. Uh, Park Si-Hoon of Seoul. Oh, I I remember this one. Yes. So uh, South Korea 
uh, actually, Seoul, South Korea, was where the uh, the Olympics were hosted that year. Correct. And so, going back to the boxing of that uh, of that great Olympics, says no one can watch a recording of the famous light middleweight boxing final between Korea's local hero Park Si Hoon and a certain Roy Jones Jr. of the USA without realizing that it ended with the wrong man winning. In three accomplished rounds, Jones does all but knock out his opponent, landing 86 punches, among them some ferocious left hooks, to Parks 32 and forcing the referee to administer two standing eight counts. The Korean was twice warned that he faced disqualification if he failed to properly defend himself. When the final bell went, the crowd waited expectantly for Jones to be crowned Olympic champion. Then, the unthinkable. Three of the five judges, a Ugandan, a Uruguayan and a Moroccan scored the bout in Park's favor. As the referee held the Korean fighter's arm aloft, he turned to Jones and said, I can't believe they're doing this. At the medal ceremony, a clearly embarrassed Park held the fist of his opponent aloft while the crowd booed. Jones graciously said that he didn't blame his opponent for the fight being rigged. Instead, he declared it being the fault of the judges who were promptly suspended. Did Park cheat? Probably not, but someone clearly did. A subsequent IOC investigation found all three of the dodgy officials had been wined and dined by Korean administrators in the run-up to the event. However, despite rumors of bribery and strange betting patterns throughout the games, it concluded that there was no evidence of corruption at the Seoul boxing events. So, sometimes the cheaters and the whores aren't the people playing the game, but the people scoring it. Are you there, Billy? Uh-huh, I'm listening to you. Yeah. So anyway, oh, it was it was it was horrible. Oh my God, he was he he was just throwing some mean left hooks in that fight. Oh, he too. destroyed him. There's no way that they could have. I mean, uh, you know, and I guess what makes you wonder is how do you think you're gonna get away with it? It's on a not not just a national stage, but a global stage. Yeah. That that you're watching on, and you don't think people are making sure that you're doing your job right. You know, mm-hmm. you don't think, and, and and you know, with the way they score boxing anyway, it's you know there there might be some subjectiveness to it, but there's a lot of objective standards that they go by, such as how many punches connect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I do you know I've never been one to really watch a lot of boxing, but I appreciate it just simply for the fact that it's one man versus another man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no team. You're just out there and you're fighting. I want to say, you know, with your bare fist, is you've got gloves on, but still, you know, no tools, no no devices, just you. Yep, mono it's, it's, mono. It, yeah, it's it's a brutal sport, but it's an honest sport. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so there you go. Even people in the Olympics are cheaters and whores. Cheaters and whores. All right. Hey, Beach. Well, the last thing I'd like to talk about today is on Wednesday morning, you and I will be flying out to the lovely state of Minnesota. I've been telling everybody about this. I'm so stoked. I am too. So, so you and never been to Minnesota before, I know, have we? No, I never have. Okay, I don't think I've ever I never been have. there. So we'll be going to uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and going mm-hmm. out to see the Beaver game on Thursday night. Thir- yes. Yeah. So and you have restaurants picked. Yes, is that correct? We- We're going to be going out to uh, I think Matt's Bar, which is the home of the famous Juicy Lucy. There's actually two bars that claim to be the uh, originator of the Juicy Lucy. It's basically a cheese-stuffed burger. Okay. Um, so one's Matt's, one's like the Five Eights Club or something like that. 
They both claim okay. to be the home and the originator of that burger. But uh, my friend Devin, who we're going to go out and hang out with, he said, well, we're, we're going to go to Matt's because it's the one that, er- that that invented it. And I said, well, they both say that. And he goes, yeah, but Matt's is better. Oh, So that's where okay. we're going to go. Well, well, who cares who, who actually did? We go to the place that has the best food. There you go. There you go. It's also be a little bit of tailgater recon for the 2017 season. Oh, sweet. Because that's probably what we'll be doing for when Minnesota comes to Reeser Stadium. How awesome is that? Exactly. Exactly. We're gonna have to take some. We're gonna have to take some photos and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, and and then I found out that uh, the airport is only four point five miles away from the Mall of America. Correct. Which has several attractions inside, including a full theme park. Yeah. So we're gonna go there and check that out. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that whole thing. Ride a couple roller coasters, ride a log ride. So plus, maybe catch a movie. Plus, Who knows? plus uh, Wednesday night, they will be beaver, doing Beaver Sports Talk live from Buffalo Wild Wings. There at the mall? No, there right by the stadium. Oh, okay. So Mike Parker will be there. So I figure we have to go over there and hit that. And and then Mike Parker can say, "Hey, we've got Brian Heinrich here, a uh, the Republican candidate for District One." There you go. I'm, I'll wear my shirt. Well, I'm going to wear Beaver stuff. So, <laughs> plus we have some other interesting stuff along the way. Yes, yes, we do. Um, yes. And I just wanted to let anybody know if you're going to be in Minnesota, like to hook up with us. Um, you can text me. My phone number is five four one. Nine nine zero one two three one. Just throw me a text. Let me know who it is, and maybe we can hook up. Yeah, join us for a loose Lucy or a juicy Lucy. <laughs> loose Lucy. <laughs> that might be what happens if you have too many juicy Lucys. There you go. Oh, loose Lucy afterwards. <laughs> All right, Beach. So. You have anything else to add tonight? Yeah, you know it's it's. Yeah, I've had a long day, so I'm extremely tired. It's like I, eleven o'clock right now, our time. I know. I am too. Um, we got to get back into the swing of things. Hopefully, we'll have time to do more shows this season, but we will at least go through football season. Yeah. And uh, we'll get this thing out and get people listening. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And and by all means, uh, and find me on Facebook at Brian Heinrich for U.S. Congress. Uh, fan my page. Share my thoughts. Uh, the only way I'm going to be successful is with your help. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 75 of Illegal Participation. Remember, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com or on Twitter at HeinrichTailgator. Also check us out on Facebook. Um, now next week, Beach, show number 76. We'll uh, recap uh, week one in the Pac-12. We'll look at week two. We'll talk about our trip to Minnesota and everything that entailed. And uh, the Beavs have a bye week, so we'll have to come up with something fun to talk about. Okay. All right. Thanks, Beach, for being here. And I want to remind everyone, we'll just finish it all with a great big Go Beavs.
Recording now? We're going. There we go. We got her up and going. We're live. We're live. Sibilance, sibilance, sibilance. And it is recording, Beach. What happened last time is we recorded like the first 10 minutes, and then remember it dumped on us? Yep. I paused it, and then I started recording again. I probably should have stopped it and started a whole new recording. Okay. So that's what happened. Well, you're not going to make that mistake again, I'm assuming. I will not make that mistake again. Also, too, it did not record. It recorded from the mic array in my computer and not the mic here in front of me. So okay. I, I, I sounded a little bit distant. So hopefully... You did, sound, you did sound a little hollow on the last one. Okay. I, See, I was going to say something, but I thought it was just me. No, say that to me next time. I've actually got it set up so it's using the right microphone, so... Okay. All right. All right. All right, let's do this.